Hey, Josh Felber here from Making Bank. Super excited for today's guest. You're gonna learn some amazing things. If you keep hearing this NFT word, what is an NFT? What do I do? I, I, my kids are talking about NFTs. Sean Kelly, today's guest, he's gonna dive in, really break it all down for you so you understand what an NFT is, how it can apply to you, how it can affect, how it can help your business, as well as if you're looking to make some risky investment stuff, that's a possible opportunity as well. We don't provide investment advice, but just let you know some people are doing that. So again, make sure you watch this episode if you're ready to learn about NFTs and figure out what to do and how you can be part of that game. You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. Yeah, e-commerce, you got to adapt very quickly, similar to NFT market, actually. So um, we caught Facebook ads right when they were popping off back in like 2017, I think, before the whole pixel update and everything. And we caught TikTok as that was coming up. So those influencers were dirt cheap. And I still think some of them are, but... Back then, they were all super cheap, and you know they didn't really know their value at the time. Right uh, off the top of my head, definitely that the celebrities, influencers opened a lot of doors because we could leverage uh, our relationship with them to get big deals with music festivals, stuff like that. And um, I think it's good social proof that you could use for your paid ads as well. Cool, and then obviously, it looks like over the last. Couple year, you know, year and a half or so, you guys have been in the diving into the NF, NFT space. What kind of shifted you from kind of focused on e-commerce over there? Yeah, so e-commerce, we got hit hard during COVID. Our margins went down a lot, and they were already kind of slim, as you know, with with physical clothing. It's not the highest because you have so much inventory, right? Um, so I just saw Gary B. I saw like a bunch of. Uh, like NBA Top Shot was popping up at the time. And I was like, what is this stuff? So I really dove in. It took me a few months to, to get it because I was really skeptical at, at first, as I'm sure a lot of people are with NFTs. Um, but then I just started aligning myself with the right people, like follow the top NFT accounts on Twitter, just started reading their tweets every night, um, really understood the space. And once you understand the space, it's a lot easier to, to then go launch your own project. Maybe for probably... A good majority of the people watching that are not familiar with Gary Vee or the, or the NFT space, kind of give us a little insight, like what is an NFT, like, like and kind of some background on this whole part of it. Yeah, people have different definitions. For me, it's just proof of ownership. So basically, if you own an NFT, it could be whatever, but you're basically proving to everyone that you own it and it's on the blockchain. You could verify it. So like, there's a lot of issues with counterfeit materials like watches, clothing and stuff. But if you mm. own that NFT, you know, you can prove that you own it. So I think that's important because people always want to show off flex to their friends and whatnot. So for me as a collector, because I was also big into sports cards, I kind of got it quicker than most people, I think. And then, yeah, that's sort of when I launched Chibi Dinos and we sold 10,000 of them. Um, at 0.06 Ethereum at the time. This was back when ETH was, I think, $4,000. So yeah, it ended up being $2.4 million. And so like, what, I guess, what were you actually selling so people know? Because there's a lot of different stuff I've seen as NFTs from 
video, like little video snippets to static images to a handful of different stuff. So I guess what was this? What was the NFT Dino collection? Yeah, yeah, they've definitely been evolving. So at the time in August, uh, it was just basically they call them PFPs, profile pictures. Okay. So mine, mine were dinosaurs wearing basketball jerseys that I integrated with Jersey Champs. Um, ah. And at the time, that's pretty much all you needed to do was make cool art. And if people liked it, they would get it. But now we're in this phase where people are like, what do I get for minting or buying this NFT? So they call it utility. So you need to provide as much utility as possible to have a successful NFT these days. So we've had to adapt and just add all sorts of utility to our profile picture, whether that's in-person meetups, we're launching a video game, we might do an animated series, uh, we work with NBA players, we have them come in the Discord, talk to everyone. We're always just trying to find creative ways and partnerships to uh, to reward our holders. And so the utilities then, that's the different extras, I guess, is what when they buy the actual image or video or whatever it might be those are the extra things that they get along with that yeah yeah so people these days when they're making a purchase or they call it minting which is when you get a randomly assigned nft when the project launches they look for utility for the most part because a lot of these guys are looking to make money uh they're called flippers so they'll purchase an nft with the hopes of making you know two to 10x on it and if they see the project has a lot of utility their odds of flipping that NFT go up. Gotcha. And you also founded the the NFT, the Gorillas. Yeah. So a month and a, and ten days after Chibi Dino's launch, every single day leading up to this, I was getting hit up to help market NFT projects, and I kept saying no, 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 because I'm the type of guy that likes to focus on one business at a time. Sure. But then it got to the point where I was turning down millions of dollars. Like one of the projects wow. that still haunts me. I turned down, it's called NFT Worlds, which is like a top probably 25 project now. The floor is seven Ethereum each, which is like, I can't even comprehend how valuable that collection is, but I turned yeah. down being a partner of that project. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm leaving way too much on the table. So I hired a full team at Chibi Dinos. We got 22 people now full time. Wow. And then I started focusing on NFT gorillas. So is it, that's another project that you launched or is that your marketing agency? Yeah. So that's my marketing agency. It's like taboo okay. in the space to launch multiple projects under your name. People don't mm. like that. They want to see your focus on one project. Like Floyd Mayweather just launched like his second or third one and he was getting a lot of backlash. Gotcha. And I mean, why do you think that is? It's almost impossible to have like just multiple collections doing well in my opinion okay i don't think anyone's really done it there might be a few but in terms of celebrities they don't really have the right teams and, and the time to to handle that in my opinion and so like like yeah i know gary v has his v friends one and v friends two those still kind of fall under the same line is that kind of yeah where yeah. he's so as long as it falls under the same brand that's fine i mean in terms of projects so if he launched completely separate project. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. 
If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.